Welcome to There is an Angel for That. Over the next hour, Yvonne Cote and Carolyn Dickinson will help encourage you to explore your spiritual side to achieve transformation by delving into the spirit realm of angels and archangels. Now, here is Yvonne and Carolyn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. There is an angel for that. My name is Yvonne Cote. I am your host. As well, joining me today is my amazing host, Carol Ann Dickinson. Hello, Carol Ann, and how are you doing today? Hi, Yvonne. I'm doing great. It's so wonderful to be back with you again. I'm excited. I know we have a lot of things planned for today. So how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Amazing. I love this time of year too, I have to say. Um, I guess for those listening to us live, it is Christmas time, but always my favorite time of year. And I always feel a special connection to um, my angels at Christmas time as well. So amazing, amazing time. So, you know, I wish that people could see us at this moment, because if they were looking at you, they could see that this was your favorite time of year. You have the most incredible, beautiful Christmas tree behind you, and it's all lit. And so we're just going to send out great vibes for a Merry Christmas while we're here and just to be in the energy of joy and giving. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So last week when we were ending our show, we kind of teased it a little bit about um, energy. We were talking energy and I posed a question out to the listeners saying, you know, have you ever had something like this happen to you where you know, you've been in a good mood, things have been fine, but then maybe, you know, all of a sudden, for no reason, things shift for you and, you, and you're not sure why. Nothing caused it. Nobody upset you. Nothing has happened, but something changed. And now you might be feeling frustrated or maybe even overwhelmed or exhausted. So, Carolyn, is this something that you have ever experienced or have you ever had this kind of situation happen to you before? All the time. And I think that it is our energy is something that's all around us all the time. It's attached to everything, everything, even inanimate objects have energy. That's why people can do psychometry picking up rocks or pictures and being able to read from them because they actually hold the energy of that thing or that person. So yeah, I've had instances where I've maybe had a difficult session or the energy of something was just kind of ever present and you can feel it. Right. And so it does affect your mood. Absolutely. 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 And I know that this for me, um, when we talked a little bit last week about our stories and I mentioned after my near death experience, how panic and anxiety was kicking in for me. And it wasn't until I had met my first mentor who started talking to me about energy and explaining what happens when energy comes in. And I guess you probably hear a lot of people talk about that as well. When they have these spiritual awakenings, sometimes things shift. And I wasn't prepared for, um, I guess, all this energy that I could feel and how things kind of, I think the floodgates opened. And it was just like, all of a sudden, there was this um, overwhelming amount of, of energy that I felt. But, you know, I didn't understand that. And I didn't understand what was happening. And I also had mentioned that when people would come in or they would be around me, I could be fine. But as soon as somebody came in and around me, I can feel things shift and change. And 
I had no idea what that was. So we felt like today was a really important topic, uh, speaking about energy and just how it can really um, change change your mood. It can change just everything that you have going around. Uh, so I'm excited to uh, really delve in deep into this. And I do have a couple um, interesting stories to mention about energy as well. Um, if that's okay, we can get into that too. Um, I really, really loved when I first started teaching some of my classes, when I first started to learn about energy and my mentor had taught me um, some really cool things. I, one of the classes I was teaching, I loved the story and anybody who has ever worked with me, they know how much I love talking about this one. Um, sometimes I, you don't realize how much energy can be around you and how it can affect. And this, this when she talked about, it, you have to imagine a um, oranges in in the uh, in the orchard, and if you can think about the person that goes and picks the oranges and how you know they may have touched that orange and they have their energy. And let's say that they're in a really good mood that day, and that energy might be on there. But say the person that comes and gets those oranges and takes them to the delivery truck is not in such a great mood that day. Something's gone on and they're not, you know, they're just not in a great mood. You have to imagine that energy. That energy also goes onto those oranges. And then the person that's driving the truck, if he, say, has some bad traffic or things not, you know, going so good, again, you might have more of these energy that can go onto these oranges. And then these oranges get to the store. Now you have someone who takes these oranges and they put them out on a shelf. And that has somebody's energy on it as well. Now you have to think of yourself if you're that person and you go there and you're picking up this orange. How many times have you done that? Or it's an apple or a pear or any kind of, it doesn't matter what it is. How many other people have touched that before you and what the energy is on it? And I never understood sometimes how I could do that, go to a store and yeah, you can go home and yes, you can wash your food and, you know, do all this stuff you do, but it could still affect and change your mood. And I didn't understand why. And just because you wash the fruit, it didn't mean that it took that energy or that, you know, that energetic uh, footprint that's on there now. And, you know, you can consume that. And not have any idea that when you did that, all that different energy there could really affect your mood and what you have going on. And I found that so amazing when I first started out on my journey, just how everyday things that you might do can have such an impact on your mood and your energy. Absolutely. And, you know, I you've said a few things here. And one of the things that I want to address is the spiritual, spiritual awakening part. So what does that really mean? So that just means that we're becoming more sensitive to everything, everything that we feel to, to spirit, we're becoming more open to energy is what we're saying. And so everything feels more amplified when that happens, maybe for the first little bit until you get reused to you get used to a more balanced kind of a place. But I think it's interesting that in order to do the work that we do, whether you're a healer or whether you're just getting to understand where your energy is, I think that it's important to know that um, being aware of it 
can be really super helpful. So if you know what it is that you feel and you know that something feels different, then you can just do something about that. Absolutely. Right. Yes. It isn't always about, it isn't always that. And also to further complicate it, you know, you could be a medium and you could actually be feeling the energy of a spirit communicator also. So if, if there, even if there isn't someone else in the room with physically in their room with you, you could be just as uh, sensitive to a spirit communicator or a loved one in the room with you. And you have a feeling there's this sort of feeling that just passes over you and the energy is there and you can feel it. So I like to say that, or my understanding of energy is that energy is just energy until there's intention behind it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I love how you just talked about the part about energy and also possibly, you know, that there's spirit or there could be a spirit around. Um, I know when I was telling my story and I said that I worked in a public setting, uh, part of the story that I didn't tell is where my office was located. I was on the very corner of the building. The building right next to us, and I'm talking, we're only separated by like 20 feet. There's just an alleyway between, was a funeral home. And I so, can't imagine it at a medium what that was like. And and I guess the other part too, Caroline, was I didn't still understand at that time what was happening to me and that I ha- was a medium. So you have your days where you would go into your office and you already knew when someone came around, I could feel some panic and anxiety, but I couldn't understand what was happening. Um, and I, I guess maybe in the end, I started putting two and two together a little better, but I could feel... Um, all this, you know, it, it was interesting things that weren't mine. I, I was feeling thoughts right. and feelings. Yeah, and absolutely. They, and they weren't mine. And and I was so confused at the time. I was like, I, I, I don't understand what this is. And there was actually a really um, interesting story that happened with that where my little table was and I could see directly down. And typically if there was a funeral going on, I, I moved. I tried to stay away from the window. And one day I was doing some filing and there was a a funeral happening and they were coming outside now and they were doing their thing. And I was trying to be very respectful of that, but a bird. And I, now I don't know if it was a crow or a raven, but it went in and hit the transformer right at the time when they were coming out and exactly. And all the power went out, but I have to tell you, I was sitting there and in my mind, I was hearing things that I, I'm like, I don't understand. I had these thoughts in my mind and I'm like, what, what, what are these thoughts? But these thoughts were, look, I'm here. And, and I'm thinking, I'm not thinking that, but yet there they are, they're in my mind, or I'm, I'm trying to get your attention. And I just thought, wow, this is really weird. Like, why am I thinking these things? And so I ended up walking out and leaving my office thinking, okay, I, I, I should go take a break somewhere and just, just regroup here. And I didn't understand that part and I didn't understand why. And it wasn't until later on when I started to understand a little bit more about mediumship and learning about Claire's and different ways that spirit communicate. But I have to say it was quite interesting um, because I I didn't understand what, what those thoughts were at the time and all the emotion that was there. You know, I could have been in a, in a pretty good mood that day, but then starting to feel just sad 
and and not know why. And I didn't know these people that were next door. So yeah, it was a lot of learning happening and it was really interesting time. Talk about, um, what is that saying? Baptism by fire? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Mediumship 101 crash course. That's what that was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what, you never hear of that where you have the funeral home right next door. And of course, you know, that had to be my, my, yeah. And, and very close. Like the buildings were almost touching. Like there was no, like it was, we weren't separated at all. So, you know, when people gathered outside, they were there and, you know, those were also at a time when I really didn't understand energy in terms of aura or in, you know, and how, you know, our aura can stretch so far and so can theirs. Right. And so, you know, you can have that and you you don't understand it because you can't see it. So if you can't see it, you know, there's no explanation for it. So, yes, it was a very interesting time. I can't and wait I- to hear more about it. So let's go ahead and take a short break and we'll be right back after this message. You can like and comment on the Voice America Empowerment Channel Facebook page. This is the place to get and share advice from some of the best leaders on the planet. Get started today by searching for Voice America Empowerment or click the like button under the player today. Join angel medium and spiritual mentor Yvonne Cote along with medium, counselor, and teacher Carolyn Dickinson as they explore the realm of spirits, angels, and archangels. This journey will have you open to new possibilities and encourage your own spiritual exploration so that you too can implement or build and strengthen your daily spiritual practices in order to achieve some form of transformation. There is an angel for that. Wednesdays at 12 p.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Yvonne, I I know that you were talking about um, basically being next to a funeral home all day long at the same time that your sensitivity was becoming more open and you were becoming aware of more things. And I'm wondering from your story about doing that, how it is that you work with that? How did you overcome that? Uh, initially, I'm going to tell you it was a very tough um, go for me because I had I, I didn't understand and I thought 
um, my panic and anxiety was still partly due to my head injury. And I couldn't get out of that, um, you know, thought thinking that this is just going to go away. It's, it's, you know, eventually I I won't have this happen anymore. Um, But when it didn't um, move on, uh, I started to, I, I guess that's your intuition piece that really starts to clue in a little bit where you start going, you know, I have better days than I do, um, or, you know, good and bad days. Um, but I love journaling. And journaling is something that I've always done. And what I started to do was journal when these things were happening to me. And sometimes, like they say, you, you, don't, you don't always see what's happening right in front of you. But reflecting back and looking in my journal as the days and the weeks and the months and the years started going on, I started to realize at the time, oh, there was this happening or this this funeral. I also started jotting down when I would get these interesting thoughts in my head. You know, I'd be typing away. I used to be in human resources, so I'd be typing something away or, or working on a health and safety project. And then all of a sudden you get something in your mind like World War II. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. Um, Yeah. And so you have your moments of sitting there thinking to yourself, you know, what's, what's happening to me. Um, And again, I pointed everything back to, it's got to be something that happened with my head injury. So this went on for a long time and I never really clued in until after I had quit and left. I mean, I managed day by day by when I felt uncomfortable, move around. I got up I had to move. I had to, I knew I had to go somewhere else and do something else, but I didn't understand why. And I think that was the part that was just the scariest thing in the world. It wasn't, um, and it was like that no matter where I went though, that was the problem. I couldn't go grocery shopping anymore. I, I can't imagine what that was like for you. And it had to have been actually a little terrifying trying to think that when you're having these experiences, thinking that there's something physically wrong with you. Yes. And it wasn't until I was by myself somewhere or around people I was extremely comfortable with. For an example, when I went home at night, I was fine. I never had this. I was in my house. Now, we lived partially out in the country, so I didn't have neighbors next to me. I had no neighbors next to me, you know. So I would feel it as I was driving home, um, things starting to kind of dissipate a bit. And, you know, I could breathe a little better. But you have to imagine during the days, my breathing was really like that, just and constant, like your body was on constant, that fight or flight mode where you just, you know, and you never know what was going to happen next or who was going to come around the corner at work to come talk about something. And it was just, it was really difficult trying to get groceries, couldn't do it, could not stand in line. I just felt like, um, yeah, I just, uh, you either wanted to get sick or you wanted to pass out or like I was just consumed by it. And I had also mentioned the part like the day where I started cluing in when I turned on that TV, driving my husband to the airport. I mean, it all makes sense now. What happens at the airport? People are either really excited because somebody has flown in or sometimes people are just really sad because that loved one's going away or the visit's over. So driving there and picking him up at the same time, I'm picking up on people who are so excited and some people who are just, you know, so sad. And I'm, I'm absorbing this as you're driving through because, you know, there's just so many people there. And it was no wonder when I went home, I was exhausted after that because, you know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know um, 
that I was picking up on all this energy and feeling all these emotions at the same time. That, you know, the, a very similar story also, not to the degree of yours, but to the point where I was becoming so sensitive and I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't figure out how come I'd go to the store and be fine going in and then come out and go, oh my gosh, what just happened? And feeling horrible. And I'm like, what is happening here? And I feel when you don't have anybody to talk to and you're not sharing your stories, there is this like normal reaction to, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Instead of, oh my gosh, what's right with me? You know, you don't understand that you're just having a normal spiritual awakening where you're becoming more open and more sensitive. And um, so my teacher, one of my very first teachers, her name was Levita Dillman. And we were together in Palm Springs. And when I told you my story about being closed off and shutting everything off. And so she was my first teacher when I opened back up again. And she was very natural and very down to earth. And she would say things to me like, oh, Carol, don't worry about that. That's just ectoplasm. Just go on about your business. So it was very much just a matter of fact, oh, that's energy. Don't worry about it. It's okay. It's natural. Yes, absolutely. I, I kind of remember the same thing too, when I was opening up and learning about it and, you know, hearing the same thing, you know, energy, um, other kind of interesting things that happen. I don't know if you had these same experiences as well, um, but you have to remember, I was still working in a corporate world, walking into a room. I could walk into a room and, um, you know, that was a very tough thing for me to do, but you have to remember I was management. So I still had to attend meetings. Like life mm -hmm. still had to go on very yeah. hard to do, but I could walk into a room and I would know right away. Oh gosh. You know, uh, Caroline's upset with Yvonne and Yvonne's got this. And you just had all these things that would come and And it was weird because I would think, and I, and I don't know why I thought this, but, I just assumed that everybody else around the room was feeling the exact same thing I was feeling. Yeah. And it, so I learned a little bit down the road that I started um, kind of freaking people out a little bit because I would say, geez, you know, um, when I, when I saw John in the room, like he just seemed like uh, he wasn't really happy or this. And they're like, what are you talking about? He seemed fine. I didn't know that I was picking up on not just what, you know, whatever they, there was a whole other, it's like an onion. There was all these little layers underneath. And I was picking up on all of these little layers. And the interesting part would be maybe, you know, a few days or a week down the road, something would come up where this person would say, oh yeah, this is exactly what was happening. And then I had people kind of sitting back looking at me going, how did you know that? Right. I don't, I don't. I don't know. It was just, it, it became part of my natural going into meetings and just knowing what was happening. And the other part that I found really interesting for me too, um, what changed and uh, especially following my near death was um, picking up on the energy of items that might've been in the room. Right. So if I had been in like contract negotiations and sometimes you leave your pen and your book and your, some of your stuff in there, you leave the room and you come back. 
Well, I'm the type of person where I don't know about you, but every time I have a pen in my hand, I pick it up. Sometimes I'm chewing on it. Like I didn't understand that even energy, whatever happened in that room when I wasn't there was landing on these things and how it was affecting me. So I had a lot going on and I didn't know what was happening. I had no idea. Well, you have the further complication too of having the near-death experience and all of those things that happen to you all at the same time. Time. So I can imagine too, not only you, but other people that have the same kind of experiences, even without the near-death experience, having some of those spiritual experiences and having no one to talk to about it. The first thought is what's wrong with me? Why am I hearing voices in my head, which can happen too, right? So it's not just the physical energy part of it. It is. It can be all the clears, hearing, seeing, feeling, smell, taste. Why am I smelling that perfume? That's all energy, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And when you're not used to having that, I mean, you know, I, I did have some things here and there when you when I looked back on my journey, but certainly not to what happened following the near-death experience. Right. And so I think that was the part that was, um, uh, yeah, I just, I didn't understand and I did not know what to do with it. And, you know, when you did try to talk to a couple people, you know, and when people were sometimes, like I said, freaked out and you'd say like, you you didn't feel that or you didn't sense that maybe looking at me going, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, okay. And again, at the time, like, yes, internet was there. Um, you know, there was, but I didn't know to search that. I was still stuck on, you know, head trauma. And is there something neurologically wrong or what can I do? Is it just panic and anxiety? you know, what, what can I do for that? And my doctors had no explanation for that piece. You know, they, they, for panic and anxiety, you know, the best that they could do and recommend was some very strong medication that was going to help, you know, maybe settle things out for me. Uh, But I had that little voice still that I mentioned it to just talk to me and was like, no, that's not what you need. It's not going to help. And I can't tell you why I, but I, I turned it down. I said, no. And, you know, you had that moment of, well, would this help? Should this be something that I'm doing? Right. But I, I, that was at a time where I thought, no, you know what, let's, let's see what happens. We're going to take a short break and we'll be with you in just a couple minutes. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next. You have the power to be stronger, live fearlessly, and enjoy the benefits of a great life. Listen for Fearlessly Authentic with host Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody has proven at an age when many start to slow down that she is just getting started. 
with two grown daughters, a successful business that she started at 50, a finalist in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and a two-time world bikini champion. She's ready to take you to the next level in your life. Fearlessly Authentic airs Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Yvonne, we were just talking about some of the dilemmas that you had about what to do and how to do it and how to move forward. So what did you do? Uh, Well, I guess eventually once I did hook up with my first uh, mentor, this is when I started, I think I mentioned in our first episode, the first time you hear the word energy and protection in the same sentence was a bit... um, yeah, I, I didn't understand some of the uh, concepts and what she was telling me. Um, but I learned from her what I learned. And uh, I quickly, uh, I, <laughs> I grabbed onto this, was that there was a way that you could protect your energy. And, you know, how she said to me was, it takes time. Don't, don't, you know, think that you can go and maybe start your practice, but she said, you'll start to notice a, ch- a shift or a change happen, but don't expect tomorrow to walk out and everything's fine. And how she explained it to me is, you know, it's like a, it's a ritual. And a lot of times when you start rituals, you have to be in a practice. Like they always say, it takes about 30 days for, you know, really for people to get in the flow. So she said, really start with it. And even if you don't start seeing it happen right away for you, you know, give it time and stick with it. But she also talked about intention and how intention was really, you know, key for this. You really have to believe in what you're doing as well. And if you really believe that you can do something to protect yourself and protect your energy, then she said, you'll notice like you'll, you'll be able to move out and get out and do things so much quicker in the world. So I don't know if you had some sort of a similar experience or. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I did do the same, pretty much the same thing you did is that I started working with the angels. I started working with protecting my energy. I learned how to like, know when it was mine and when it was someone else's. But I think the thing that helped me the most was actually sitting in the power and being in my own energy, because then you get to recognize what's yours and what belongs to somebody else. And there is a sense of safety in that because it's not, it's not that the energy can harm you because it cannot. It's just that 
we become aware of it and we're sensitive to it. And sometimes it can be a little uncomfortable until you're used to it. But once you get used to it, it's just a matter of like breathing. It's natural and normal and easy. But there is a process to go through to get to that place. I get that part. Yes, (laughs) for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And I mean, that was just the beginning part of my journey, learning about energy as well. Um, There was many more things as I started getting into it. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. um, Reiki. Reiki became a big part about my life. And I know as well that you're a Reiki master, but oh my goodness, once I started to understand, I I just felt like I could not stop learning or wanting to learn. And, you know, I started doing Reiki and practicing Reiki and became Reiki master just thinking I was going to work on me. Now that has moved out. And yes, now I do uh, distant Reiki healing as well, but oh, it was, I just learning about that part of the energy. There was so much more that I learned when I started working with that. Absolutely. The other part that I found too, Carolyn, I think you know this as well was colors. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And like I said, as a kid, I could see these colors. I just didn't know, Um, you know, everybody sees colors, colors everywhere. Right. I just thought everybody was seeing the same thing I was seeing and to learn that not a lot of people do. I mean, other people do, yes, but not anybody that was in my circle of friends at the time. But wow, color, it has energy. And so much, you know, healing energy can go in with colors as well. And just really wanting to tap into that. And so this is when I really started to see my life change, you know, bringing in these practices and doing things and, oh my gosh, and, you know, angels. And when I see angels, Caroline, they come to me in color. Mm -hmm. Um, So it just was all tying together for me, you know, just now I started to understand that maybe as a kid, when I was seeing these, these were actually my angels that were appearing, but I mean, who knew? Right. Right. Yeah. So I have a similar journey. So I had this, you have this big kind of some, for some people it can be more gentle, but for me, it was pretty significant how the energy came in, the awareness came in. And so I had to learn how to work with it. Reiki was tremendous for that. I actually learned Reiki to do my own healing. I'm one of these people like, I'm going to try it first. If it works for me, then I'll do it for other people. (laughs) but I'm a little bit like, show me first. And then if it works, I'm going to do it. So (laughs) absolutely. But I was, I was not a person that sees colors. I haven't, I don't see auras, uh, but not objectively, but in my mind, I see them. So when I'm working with colors, I do Reiki, but for my own healing, I work with color. And there's this great book out there and it's called called Color and Health and Disease. And color is spelled, if you Google it, it's it's the English spelling of it. And it was actually channeled work of Dr. Hilton by a medium. And it's a very small book. And I think that you can only get it from the Spiritualist Union in the UK, but it's really incredible. So I highly recommend that. Um, and I'm excited about colors too, because I work with them all the time now, but even in my mediumship, I don't objectively see color. I might sense them with color. And then, so there's two things with the colors, it can be the attributes of someone 
or it can be for your own healing or to heal somebody else. So there's a lot of different ways to color. I'm excited about color for sure. Yes, me too. Me too. As a matter of fact, I just finished taking a course, um, soul color branding and became a consultant. I just, for me, (laughs) and I think we talked about this episode one lifelong learner. Um, I just, uh, I love it. And um, what happens with this color is I'm actually using um, colored bottles and energies, but it also ties in with numerology with the planets, with the angels, it is just amazing. And the messages that you get, and, and just like you, sometimes I don't need to see the color in front of me. It's what I feel is the colors coming into my mind. And I see that coming a lot in readings now, where I'll start Mm -hmm. to see a color as somebody is, you know, your sitters in front of you. And the amount of information that you can just know when you study color and what could that color mean And I think another important thing to say is sometimes you can read about colors, Carolyn, like you and I, you might say yellow might mean this. I might say yellow means that. The most important thing is what does that color mean for you? And I always tell people, sit with that. If you see that color a lot, really go in, take that moment. Like you said, sitting in the power, just feeling into it as well. And just, you know, what, what is it telling you? Because um, I'd never believe that there's a right or a wrong. I would never say, you know, you see it and then it's this and I see, you know, what does it mean? And I always believe that those answers are there and they're there for you. So, and color really brings it out. I find that it's just seeing it, working with it. It's just, it's amazing the amount of information that you can learn about yourself just through color. So a huge part. And I love that piece. I always wanted to have, and maybe that will come because we're lifelong learners and our development always is ongoing. And I would always had this, wanted to have the ability to like see objectively colors around someone and see their aura, but I just sense it. And so that's just the way it works for me. And I took a class in color and mediumship. And I found it really interesting. So I studied and I studied and I did all the work. And our teacher told us, so when you are aware of color, then you work with it. And when you're not aware of the color, then you don't worry about it. I'm like, okay. So I'm doing my readings and I'm working and they never didn't come. And then one day I was doing a reading. I was like talking to my sitter and I said, oh, you see colors. And then it dawned on me, oh no, that's for me. Yes. (laughs) No, that, okay. That's exactly what I said. Oh no, then that's for me. Okay. Hold on just a second. So so then I had the opportunity to work with the colors. It's really an amazing thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a few moments. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. 
Are you disenchanted by the saccharine-laced stories that you were told when you were younger? Behind every success, there is a hidden journey filled with triumph and defeat. On From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay, you'll hear about the challenges that our guests had to overcome to become the successful people that they are today. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We're talking about energy. We're talking about healing and color. We're talking about all things energy. Yes. This has been just a fascinating uh, topic and subject. And I think this is the area where um, when people are first having their awakening, this is the part where it's, I, um, you know, it, it's, as I said earlier, it's something that you cannot see. And sometimes when you can't see, that's where you have that sense of the unknown and not knowing. So, yeah, I'm really glad that we talked about this and hopefully gave our listeners um you know, what we went through. And if anybody out there is experiencing, you know, some of these types of things that, you know, it's okay. (laughs) And I wish that I had that, um, you know, when I had started on my spiritual journey. Right. I agree with you. And such an important part of this piece is, you know, what's going to be, what do you want to do with it? Because you really don't have to do anything with it because energy is just energy until you put intention behind it. But if you're like us, my guess is that you'll want to learn more and that's going to set you off on a path very unique to you and where your soul and spirit guides are leading you to. So one of the things that I feel like is most important in spiritual development is healing because mediumship and spiritual development is very much like looking at a mirror. So if you're not looking inside and addressing the things that need to be addressed, those things can actually stop your growth. Or there could be places where it feels uncomfortable. And that'll happen throughout your development, the places where you feel uncomfortable. That just means you're growing. Absolutely. So for me, I think Reiki was very instrumental in helping me to heal in those places where I needed to be healing. Reiki and my work with the angels. And it helps bring those energies to the surface, the gifts and talents to the surface where you can use them and helps balance them so that it's not overwhelming. What do you think, Yvonne? I absolutely agree. I know when I 
also started, it was that, that again, that little voice, you know, I, I started with Isui Reiki, but I actually moved over into what was called Angel Reiki. And, oh, yes. And the healing that came for me. And that was one of the big things I learned on this journey as well. Before I could go out and try to help other people, there had to be that healing that happened inside of me as well. And the bringing in that Reiki and just learning how to, you know, I'm going to say master it, really work with yourself a lot. Like you said before, sitting in the power, learning who I was, who is Yvonne Cote? I have never done that before in my life. And I think that is just so important. And if you are starting out on a journey, really know who you are as well, right? And Reiki really opened up everything for me. It taught me things that I didn't know. It taught me about chakras. It taught me, you know, energy goes in so many different areas and the healing and a lot of past traumas. And I could not move forward on my journey until there was a lot of things that I went back and made sure that I looked after and healed. And there was things there, Caroline, that I didn't even remember or know about. And so, wow, just such an an amazing, um, it was an amazing spiritual journey for me. Life-changing and transformational, I have to say. And being consistently that way in my life, (laughs) you know, there's things that, you thought that you dealt with like 15 years ago that sometimes pop up into meditation and go, Oh, here's another little bit of that. You know, can I release this now? Can I just heal it and give it some love and move on? Or do I need to feel it, journal it, heal it? What do I need to do with it? But you'll notice it because it feels like it's stopping you or you'll feel like you're stuck. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And we've talked a lot about energy healing and Reiki, and there's also um, such an enormous power in being together and sharing our stories. And also everything works together. So I feel like in healing, it's never just one thing. We've talked about that. It's always the whole. So it's yoga, meditation, being with people, taking classes, living your life to the fullest and trusting your instincts to lead you in the places that you need to go. Yes. And finding balance. Finding balance. Yes. Yes. And also a big piece for me too was finding a safe place to talk, a community. Um, That was so important. And when I first met you, Caroline, that was, you know, being with you and the community that you had built and just feeling like I had a place, a safe place where people didn't, look at me and shake their head going, no, I don't understand. So that was so important for me as well as just being around like-minded people and, and just feeling like, okay, there, there are other people who are going through the same thing that I go through because the world feels really lonely when, when you don't, you can't find that. So that was really important for me. Absolutely. I can't agree more. And having that place and community is it's just, besides that, it's just awesome. Yes. <laughs> you know, besides it being a safe, wonderful place, it's just an awesome experience to be with others who are like-minded, who want to grow and learn and be together. I think that's really important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Carolyn, it actually looks like we're getting close to the end of our show here. Um, I just want to say how grateful I am to have you here with me on this amazing journey. 
And so, Caroline, for the listeners, if they wanted to reach out and connect with you, is there, do you have Facebook? Do you have Instagram? Do you have, is, is there, how can they, what's the best way to reach you? I think the best, and I'm so grateful for you, Yvonne, really, oh, ever since you. the very first day I met you, I knew how incredibly gracious you are oh. in your life and the way that you believe and how you work with other people. So I'm extremely grateful to be with you. Oh. And they can find me the easiest way is just to go to carolannedickinson.org, or they can find me on Facebook with the same name. And I think it's also Carolann Dickinson on Instagram. Perfect. Okay. And for myself, um, if you have any questions, uh, we'd love if you um, have questions, you can certainly email us. Um, You can find me at most of my stuff is there is an angel for that. So my website, there is an angel for that. Um, There is a contact form on there. If you want, you can send questions in there or you can go to just there's an angel for that at hotmail.com. You can find me on Instagram. There is an angel for that. You can find me on Facebook. It's Yvonne Cote. There is an angel for that page. And I'd also say if you have really interesting stories or anything you want to share, feel free. Tag me on Instagram. Tell me your real fun story about angels or Caroline. Tag both of us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love your questions. So anything that you want to, you know, we can bring your questions to the show. We can help answer them. And we love live callers. So, you know, when you're listening, feel free to join us. We would absolutely love to have you join in. So thank you everyone for joining us. Um, Really looking forward to seeing you again right here on There is an Angel for That on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. Angel blessings to you all. And I hope you have an amazing week. Thanks for listening to today's episode of There is an Angel for That. If you enjoyed today's show, please join us next week at the same day and same time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, we wish you a beautiful week.